Hello and welcome to the Labyrinth of Lore. I'm Steven. And I'm Miriam. And we are here to talk about all these actual Elder Scrolls spoilers as opposed to the weird preview spoiler things that they gave us last week. There's actually, we actually have stuff to talk about. It's Real exciting. cards, including revealing how on earth the, some of the weirder cards we talked about last time were. Yes, it's going to be fun. Well, one of them that we didn't realize was weird and turns out is very strange. I think we're going to dive straight into the mechanics for Eldritch Moon. So first of all, Delirium and Madness will be returning because those are reflective elements of what Emrakul has been subtly doing mm -hmm. to the plane already before she emerged and decided to make another plane-wide war thing, but I've complained about that already. All uh, right. I would suggest check... Oh, dang it, I forgot to check what the name of their new cast is. Um, old friend uh, Igor Farkas... Mishra, uh, I can't pronounce the kid. Mishra, uh, goes by Mish on pretty much everything. Longtime listener to the Mana Pool, longtime commenter. Damn it, where is this thing? Uh, the Elder Dragon Dirtle podcast just did their 11th episode on the Eldritch Moon, wherein they, well, he at least told me very specifically that he feels that the Flying Spaghetti Monster would have been a better option than Emrakul. <laughs> and did a not terrible Photoshop of replacing Emrakul's body with a flying spaghetti monster. Oh, you need to send this to me. I need to see that beauty. I, I highly advise that everyone check it out, because eager. How about we link it in the show notes? I will, I just sent it to you. So, okay, I need to see. You say, oh, this, this <laughs> makes me so happy. Well, oh. Miriam, squeeze over that. I will start talking about mechanics. The first one we've I, got up. If the squee happens. <laughs> the first one we've got up is... So, Meld is sort of like Transform, but you're combining two different cards together. So, first one that we saw, this is what the Hanweir, the Writhing Township, is. It's not a Transform card, it's a Meld card. For some reason, Meld is actually based off of the card that doesn't do the melding. So, one card has the effect that melds, the other, like, says that it melds with another thing. For some reason, its collector number is based on that, which is why people are confused that it didn't have a collector number equated to a land. So, in this case, it's we've got Hanweir Battlements, which is a rare land. You can tap it to add colorless to your mana pool, pay a red and tap, and target creature gains haste until end of turn. And for three colorless and three red, if you both own and control Hanweir Battlements and a creature named Hanweir Garrison, exile them, then meld them together into Hanweir the Writhing Township. Uh, Hanweir Garrison is two generic and a red for a creature human soldier, two three. Whenever Hanweir Garrison attacks, put two one one red human creature tokens onto the battlefield tapped and attacking, melds with Hanweir Battlement. And we're ready for anything, except apparently becoming a horrible ooze-based monstrosity. Honestly though, this does seem re- It's definitely, I mean, it becomes a 7-4, which in and of itself is pretty massive. Yeah, so, a little bit easy to kill, but otherwise, yeah. yeah. Although, whenever it attacks, so once you can like get it out there um, and have it attack, you get uh, two, three colorless Eldrazi horror creature tokens onto and the tap, battlefield. And tap, attacking, yeah. And, yeah, so it's not just like, oh, they pop into existence. No, they come out swinging with tentacly legs that you see. Yeah. Well, to be fair, so does... Uh, it. Same thing happens with Hanwir Garrison. It's actually an effect yeah. that traces back to... Uh, Hero of Bladehold from... It was the Scars of Mirrodin block, I don't know which set it came out in, and that card was also eminently able, so I expect... And if anything, I think Hanwir Garrison will probably see a lot of play. The township itself, maybe not. It should be said there are only, well, technically, six meld cards that meld together to make three specific melded transform things. 
So while it's a cool effect, it's not going to be something that really hinder you too much. I, and I don't think we're going to end up seeing a lot of these as even remotely competitive things. One of them, maybe, it's not this one. It's more like, oh, that's so cool to use this with nerds. Yeah, these are definitely like, holy cow, that was amazing, that are probably yeah. going to be game winners by themselves, but not the things that you're trying to do as your actual... But they're definitely really cool. So when you meld two things, both of the cards flip over and together make... Uh, each one has half of the card on its back. Mm-hmm. So that's how you create the card. It should be said that at that point, they are considered one card, one entity. So if something says bounce a creature, you're bouncing both of those back to your hand. You're not bouncing the creature half and keeping the land half or anything. You bounce the entire thing and they go back to being their normal. And it should also be said that you have to own and control the things that you're melding with. Exactly. So even if you go, here, give me give me that thing for a turn to steal your opponent's Hanweir garrison and you already have a battlements, you can't still meld theirs with yours. You mm-hmm. need to own everything because weird stuff would happen if you didn't. Basically, exactly. when they got exiled one of them would return on the wrong side and weird weird stuff would happen it's very difficult to describe but this is a you have not found a cheating or case way to make this work i mean i think it's really cool and then in the most recent uh video that they released they talked about this it's kind of goes along with the whole monstrosity where you have the two or two get smashed together to make this much more horrific thing it's gonna be kind of fun yeah and they're all pretty horrific <laughs> Oh my god, like, so... Again, there's only three melds, they're all terrifying. See, I already have a favorite. Well, I think it's pretty easy to have a favorite of the three. And so horrifying. Oh, can I I go ahead and talk about it real quick? Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, so this one, so for me, the reason I'm I'm, uh, going to talk about this one is the implications of it are so deliciously gross, creepy, and horrifying, sad. So this... So the first card uh, to make up this Gisela the Broken Blade. So really quickly, for those who weren't who played in who have did not play an original Instrad, Gisela and Bruna, who's the other piece of this horrifying melding, were angels. They are the heads of the three rem, uh, two of the three remain flights. Mm-hmm. They used to be Gisela was red white, uh, and for anyone who also the mana pool is uh lovingly yeah lovingly referred to as that bitch because she was an amazing commander and a horribly horribly broken commander basically she whenever an enemy creature ability anything would deal damage it's halved whenever you would deal damage or your creatures would it's doubled she's very strong uh she was red white however apparently the following avicen's madness and following this madness stripped her of her red color the same thing has happened with bruna only uh blue white um, yes and has just gone down to white and really interesting too because their names have changed to equate with that uh gisella was she was the head of flight of uh gold knight she, uh she was sorry not gold knight was it gold knight it's gold something uh, let's see i know bruna was light of alabaster yeah so she has changed to bruna the fading one, and i think gisella was uh yeah. Blade uh, of Gold Knight? Yep, Blade of Gold Knight. Yeah, so she's now the Broken Blade. Which is very evocative of um, So let me take over on this one before you like... Yep, yep. Sorry, this... I just wanted to remind people about what these used to be. No, it's a good point because like, I'm looking at them and I'm like, oh, yeah, the angels. They kind of acted as like Avacyn's deputies for a while. Um, so the first card is Giselle the Broken Blade, which is too colorless, too white to cast. Uh, this is a legendary creature, Angel Horror. For a 4-3, it's a flying first strike lifeline. 
at the beginning of your end you both control josella the broken and a creature named bruna fading light exile them then meld them into rosella voice so the flavor text for them she now hears only emrakul's one and as they mentioned before so this uh meld can't happen without bruna the fading light which is five colorless and cast a legendary creature again so when you cast bruna the fading light return target angel or human creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield and she has flying and so you then meld her with giselle the broken blade and her flavor text she now sees only emrakul's vision so one hears them the other sees equally horrifying so you flip the two and with giselle you get the top half of the card and bruna you get the bottom half of the card it then becomes Brizella, Voice of Night, which is a legendary creature, an Eldrazi for 9-10. So Brizella, Voice of Nightmares, has flying, first strike, vigilance, life flame. Your opponents can't cast spells with converted mana cost three or less. On discovering what had beakisters, Sigarda could only, and Sigarda is the other of the three angels. Yep, and we and... did see her in the previous set. So... I think that Gisela the Broken Blade is probably going to actually see a fair amount of play because she's just... A 4-3 flyer for 4 is good. A 4-3 flyer for 4 with first strike is really good. A 4-3 flyer with first strike and lifelink is amazing, especially if you could just sideboard Bruna the Fading Light. And even if you play Gisela, turn 4, start hitting with her, and oh, she dies. You play Bruna and you just go, oh, get hey, look, this Giselle is in my graveyard and she's an angel, so I can get her back onto the <laughs> battlefield. And then step, oh, now I've got Brazilla Voice of Nightmares. I think this is going to be part of probably a transformative sideboard in actual magic, and it's going to be amazing. I will say, though, that Bruna the Fading Light really, I do agree with you, the sideboard usage. Um, for seven, she doesn't really do too much. She's got flying and vigilance, cool. Um, and then there's the return target angel or human creature from your graveyard to the battlefield. That's ish okay-ish it's not the most impressive compared to um i think Gisella. it's i think it's very specifically there so that she's the late game play and yeah oh my early game gisella is dead i can get her and the, end oh, you the turn her. yeah let's bring her out get her end the turn and oh that causes them to melt yep and it should also fun. be said that once they melt that whole you can't cast spells so not even creature spells that cost three or less i I think it was, again, someone on Monday Night Magic who said this, where it's, she hate bears your hate bears, because <laughs> most hate bears cost two, three mana. And also, most people are going to be playing, most sane people are going to be playing removal that is inexpensive. And I can't think of any good removal spells that are actually playable that someone would use that cost more than three. So she's fairly safe once she melts as well. I mean, being a 9-10 dealer. No, no, it does not. The and, big swinging beast. And I like that whenever the classic critique of creatures is, well, it dies to Doomblade. It's a creature, of course it does. Except in this <laughs> case, because you can't cast Doom when she's out. Um, again, we did talk about this artwork in the last episode. I just want to reiterate. It's too good to use on this magic card in this. It's beautiful, yeah. but terrifying. And like, so the two, so the two angels, you can already see where they're kind of morphing into the horrendous uh, creature that is Brizella, and you're just like, oh god, this is getting bad. Because um, like, Gisella, the tops of her wings are starting to go all like that weird kind of fleshy lattice work with tentacles sprouting out. Also, it looks like that has taken her hair as well. And then um, Bruna the Fading Light has this like evil murderous glow happening around her eyes, and that like fleshy 
lattice work of her turning into like open ligaments. It's so pretty. Yeah. And then it goes into giant, uh, it's like that forearmed with four, like two sets of wings and tentacles and misshapen heads. But you can kind of tell who's who of the angels because one of them has the pink hair and the other has the, like the glowing red death eyes. And the it's black, creepy. like dark black soulless hair. Yeah, yep. it's creepy. It's really it's, creepy. It's, it's so well pretty. Done. I love it. It makes me so happy. <laughs> it's very good. It's very it. good and horrible. Yeah. So on to more mechanics. The next yes. one, I believe, is yours. The the yes. frankly, it's sort of a Yu-Gi-Oh. It's uh, emerged. Yeah, it, it's a Yu-Gi-Oh. Where you at? There you go. Um. So. With so kind of the backstory behind popping up, they are emerging. So, um, like I love the in the article that has a discussion about them. Um, like I love the way they play. Let's put it this way: don't be shocked if it'll sprout from your best friend's face. That made me three. <laughs> so, um, the card that is for that is Wretched Griff. Um, so that is seven colorless to cast a creature and Eldrazi Hippogriff. So you cat so emerge is five colorless and so. It's seven colorless to cast it, three, four, and it's got flying. And whenever you cast Wretched Griff, draw a card. So emerge for this is you cast five colorless and a um, island. So you can cast the spell by sacrificing a creature and the emerge cost reduced by that creature converted mana. And what do you do? What? I'm just trying to figure out what it does. That's just it. It's a way yeah. to cast things for less expensive. Yep, that's um, about it. So basically, if... I don't know how Yu-Gi-Oh works. I'll say that right now. I have not played it in many... I haven't played it in about a decade. But the basic idea that used to be that you could play any monster was four levels or lower and play it. But if you wanted to play something more, uh, you would have to sacrifice other monsters to play it. So like five to, I want to say seven, you had to sacrifice. And higher than that, you had to sacrifice two. So this is just that. So like the with the Griff, they mentioned that if you say had a dawn griff, the thing that it theoretically emerged from, uh, you could p emerge it from there, and it would cost instead of five generic and blue, it would cost uh, uh, math is not my strong suit two generic and a blue. Yeah. Um, it's sort of a combination of the offering mechanic from Beatrins, uh, from Kamigawa, and I guess you could sort of also compare it to like Devourment as well. But yeah, it's basically just as you play this creature, you can sacrifice things and it get cheaper. it for yeah, get it for way less expensive. However, it should be said that as of right now, there's no way to pay for or to get rid of colored cost. Yeah, because you would have to still cost. So um, if you're still casting um, Wretched Grift off of Dawn Grift, you no, 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 it's not. It's not the Dawn Grift because it's you only reduce it by converted mana cost, and converted mana cost is yeah. generic mana. So no matter no, what, even if, Dawn, even if Dawn Griff was a two colorless and a two generic and a white, uh, a blue, it would still, you have to pay uh, two generic and a blue to pay a Wretched Griff that emerged from it. No, I I understood that part. I just, yeah, I just want to make sure that everyone... That, I'd also yeah. like to point out it's 2 a.m. Yeah, sorry. So I might be a little slower on the other. That is why it's not quite the same as the offering from Kamigawa, because the offerings you could actually use uh, offered something that had colored mana it's cost that helped to use that color the other mm -hmm. thing that people have compared it to is it's sort of like the champion except that whenever the thing that you champion never yeah uh so up next is escalate so this is actually a pretty simple one whenever you uh it's on modal cards so think modular cards have multiple effects S say borrowed madness one black you can either target creature gets plus one plus one until end of turn or target creature gets minus one minus one until turn or you can pay the escalate two 
So two generic mana and pick an ability beyond the first. You cannot pick the same ability twice. You must pick two different abilities. Since there are only two abilities on this, you can only escalate it once. But there are going to be things with more abilities, so just be aware of that. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Double Face, Delirium, and Madness are all back. And all the cards they're showing off for it aren't really amazing, so I don't see any real need to read over them. Okay, so I pulled up, I was just through the cards that they have so far um, for stuff that has Escalate for just to, a couple other examples. Okay. Um, for example, Blessed Alliance, which it's just a little two ins. It's like a one colorless, one white. Um, you can pay an Escalate cost of two. Um, so you can pick uh, the first. So the different things that you can uh, target player gains four life, untap up to two target creatures. Or target opponent sacrifice an attacking creature. So when you cast the card, you get one and you pay the escalate cost you can pay. Okay. So, again, this is a little piddling. It was the first one I saw. So it'll be really interesting to see how they choose to use this um, as they bring out more cards. Because that's the only one that I can see so far that doesn't have the plus one, plus one, minus one, minus one emerge costs. I thought there was another one. Yeah, because there's Borrowed Malevolence. Yeah, but I thought there was a couple uh, that they'd show. But... I'm skimming them real quick if we have. Because we currently have, like, uh, What's Up With Mystic spoilers stuff up. Nope, let's Madness. Yeah, no, that's it. That's it. Triple. No, no, really, I've, I've checked them all now. There's mm -hmm. there's nothing yep. else that has Escalate. Okay. Okay. Cool. So, I've, I'm, like, squinting at this. Um, you want to take the Gisa and Geralt, and I'll take the Tree of Perdition, because I actually know where that comes from. Sounds good. Alright, so Gisa and Garolf are two favorite um, siblings. That's some sweet new art from. I know! I don't think really... Gisa still has that shovel. <laughs> okay, she's a proud ghoul caller. He's gonna keep her shovel with her at all costs. That's just it, though. She doesn't the shovel. She just rings a bell and they come out, but she just keeps the shovel with her. Okay, sometimes he needs a, like, a good prop. Also, Garolf now has a uh, pitchfork, so that's interesting. He has not had a pitchfork. I am a big fan of, like, villainy and props. Like, present yourself as a If you're going to do it, do it right. Um. <laughs> Alright, so Gisa and Geralt. Uh, so you have two colorless, one blue, one black. Legendary creature, human wizard for 4-4. Four, four. So when Gisa and Geralt enter the battlefield, put the top four cards of your library in. During each of your turns, you cast a zombie creature card from your... These fiends are slightly less tolerable than... A sentiment, sentiment that, that warms, warms my, my heart, heart, sister. So, our favorite pair added again. Yep. And animating the dead. And they've actually teamed up now, so that's always mm -hmm. fun. Which is kind of great. So, up next we've got Tree of Perdition. This is the last of the mythic rares we've got spoiled. That Liliana has already been confirmed as a fake. Please stop trying to show her people. Uh, Tree of Perdition. For three generic and a black, it is a mythic 0-3 plant. 0-13 plant. So, uh, it has Defender and tap exchange target opponent's life total with Tree of Perdition's toughness. There will be no absolution. This is, one, a way to, if you're really crazy, enable Triskaidekaphobia as a win condition. Do it! <laughs> Do it, please! Uh, <laughs> two, a reference to a card from original Innistrad called Tree of Redemption, which was also a 013 mythic creature plant, although it was three generic and a green, also had Defender, and had Taff exchange your life total with the Tree of Redemption's Toughness. Uh, basically, there was a way where you could, with Anthem effects and other things, uh, continually swap your life total with its, but whenever it went over to be its toughness, you could be boosting its toughness, so it would come back, and you would have more health, and there was a way to, like, repeat it. It wasn't a good deck, but it was a deck. Um, 
And then the Executioner's Thraben Cathedral holds the power to absolve more than the souls of the hanged. Sorry, I'm reading in tiny, so it's hard to read. But I think that's right. So small. Yeah. So from here, I think we want to cover all the rares, but I don't think we have any specific order or desires. So if you wanted to start grabbing things, I've got the one I want to do. Um, It's the one blue card I actually. So mm -hmm. fair warning. Okay. Do you want to start off with that then? Will I grab? Will I pick one? Okay. So my favorite card, because everything has to come in differently, and I'm totally okay with that, is Docent of Perfection. So for those of you who don't understand where this is coming from, this is the Delver of Secrets, who then turned into the whatever insectoid aberration. That Then we had Aberrant Researcher in Shadows of Innistrad, which turned into Perfect Form, which was an insect horror and a 5-4 with flying. What's Docent of Perfection? It's a 5-4 with flying insect horror for three generic and two blue. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, put a 1-1 blue wizard creature token onto the battlefield. Then if you control three or more wizards, transform Docent of Perfection. The time has come for him to share his findings. It's really interesting to basically be seeing the fly messing with beakers and vials and things in his art. You then have Final Liberation, which is a creature Eldrazi insect. It's a 6-5 with flying and Wizards you control get plus two plus one and have flying. Uh, whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, put a one one blue human wizard creature token onto the battlefield. This is amazing, and I don't even like blue. I want this. <laughs> but this okay. So do you remember what we were talking about at the beginning, where it really shows that like progression of um like the warping of the different creatures and people. Yeah, like this is a beautiful arc that just sums it up so gorgeous. This dude has been screwed up for me, but now he may have actually taken it too far. It's so it's I see for me, I love that progression. Just so perfect. I think these are all it's been the same guy doing the art for every single one of them. Um, Yes, it's all been Nils Hom. I wonder, because I think he he might have been the one who I think he might have been the one who suggested it at the very beginning, because apparently they've been um so this person has been suggesting this sort of like progressively beer cards since well what was it i think mirrodin no phyrexia it was since phyrexia new phyrexia was very creepy yeah apparently he's been suggesting that like set of cards that you can see the progression and kind of see how it's gets creepier and creepier and i just that like stuck in my mind because i thought that really cool that's amazing and really cool that he got to run with it and i don't think his art style personally will fit with a lot of things but oh my god at least this art style is perfect for it's this bizarre pretty. insectile evolution that it's gone through. Admittedly, it's taken six years to, but still. Mm-hmm. How do I spell his? It's N-I-L-S. It's N-I-L-S-H-A-M. I know, because I went and I looked him. Yep, I've got your ad search. Just want to see what other cards he's done. Okay, so he's been doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, he's got cards just even in his top couple as far back as Lorwyn. He's been a part of the game. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, yeah, no, I do actually recognize Birdsdale, because he's the guy who's done stuff like uh, Chancellor of the Spiles and Spires and Corrupted Harvester. He does have a very unique art style that I can't accurately describe, because this sort of, it kind of feels soft, I guess is the best way to say it. Uh, like, whatever he's doing, the borders between individual things seem to blur. It's like, it, it's not crit, it's... The thing is, it's not very crisp, but, like, it's murky. Yeah, it's very murky, and it's, but not in a bad way. Lots of, uh, well, almost is, pastel-ish, it, it, which is very strange, but he makes it creepy as all hell. Like, the murkiness kind of works because if you're trying, well, I, like, when I clicked on some of it works really well for, like, forest-type backgrounds where you're eating into it or coming out of it. So it's, like, 
that uncertain shadowing and especially with like this set here dosing the perfection you get those like really good rich murky underground type shadows where you're just like oh, this is dark and foreboding like i don't want to go poking around those shadows yeah he's very basically anything where the light is not perfect his art style fits so well yeah. which works really well on all the stuff on scars of mirrodin and phyrexia where you've got what was it called? It was the stuff created by the Mycosin, but basically it's this fog that's very per pervasive all over the plane after a certain point. Oh god, he also did Skin Invasion and Skin Shredder. Uh ha ha ha. Skin Invasion. Yeah. Oh, nope. That, like, makes all yeah. the sense in the Yeah. Oh my god, like, I didn't have to look at the name because I saw that and you get that, like, that beautiful, again, that, like, beautifully murky shadowing effect. Yeah. Just like, ah, oh, so cool. So, do you have your next uh, rare? I do. Okay. I do. So this one, I love it. This is a flip card. I mentioned the art before. Curious Homunculus. Oh, right. There it is. My little friend, Curious Homunculus. Not a rare, and, uncommon, but still sweet yep. card. I know. I just, I, I couldn't help jumping down to it. Just like, ah, so cool. No, don't worry. I completely understand. Um, so this is a colorless and a blue to cast. A creature, Homunculus, as is. So when you tap them, you can add, I cannot see you. Hello. Um, you can add, it looks like you can add a colorless to your mana pool. Uh, yes, yes. You can add a colorless to your mana pool. Spend this mana only to cast a sorcery spell. At the beginning of your upkeep, if there are three or more instant and or sorcery cards in your graveyard, transform Curious Homunculus. And Curious Homunculus transforms into Voracious Reader, which is a creature, but it's an Eldrazi Homunculus, which has prowess. So whenever you cast a non-creature spell, this creature gets plus one, plus one of turn. Instant and sorcery spells you cast cost one less to cast. Good books savor each, and this little guy is a three. And one of the reasons that this card stands out to me is the art of it. Flavor uh, text is really good too. Well, well, yes, I know, and we're both we're both bookworms, so like. I was. You haven't actually read it yet. I did. Good oh. books make you reach words. Oh, sorry. Apparently, I completely missed that. My brain went somewhere else. <laughs> no worries. I was like. My my brain died. Okay. I have the dumb. <laughs> but no, the artwork for this is you see this like curious homunculus. The curious homunculus has like this big eye, like all it wants to do. Then when it flips, it's like many arms stuffing books into its face. None of the hair that it showed. It also has teeth around its eye. Yes, That's it does. Creepy. Like devouring. The, it takes that to a new level. <laughs> I've got my next couple picked out, so I would suggest that you start grabbing a few. Because I already it. told I already told you what the but Yeah, go for it. Okay, so Roll with it, rock it out. I'm gonna I'm gonna start with the common one and then build up. So okay. we've got more werewolves! However, Yay! they are not what we expected. First of all, we've got Vilden Pack Outcast for four generic and red. This is a creature werewolf horror, not human werewolf, by the way. It is a four-four with trample, pay one red. Vilden Pack Outcast gets plus one, minus one until end of turn, or for five generic and two red, transform it. So you have control over its transformation, in which case it turns into Drone Pack Kindred, which is a creature Eldrazi werewolf, five, seven, trample, and pay one generic. Drone Pack Kindred gets plus one, plus O oh until end of turn. It has colorless fire breathing with trample. <laughs> Also, these new terrors will not recede with the setting moon. So basically, Emrakul took those bad, annoying werewolves that only sort of were real bad around the full moon and just went, nope, they're bad all the time. Screw this moon crap. 
<laughs> also, just creepy, because it's still got most of its body normal, but its head is sort of thinned down and escalating away from its face, and it's missing its left arm, which has been largely disjointed and turned into a whole bunch of horrible tendrils and things. It's going to eat everything. It's going to eat everything. I just like, I love how creepy everything is. It makes me, yeah. but I like, I like, I like creepy. It's also just a pretty sweet card. I mean, this is a common, and this is, frankly, just fine for Link. I think this is, like, I mean, a 4-4 with Trample 5 in Limited is perfectly fine, especially one that can buff its power, admittedly at the expense of toughness, but if it lives too long, it just turned to a, I'm breaking down your door. Just, you have no options <laughs> anymore. It's a 5-7 it's a with Trample. Also, I can Fire Breathe it for any mana I have. Yeah. Yeah, it's creepy as hell. So do you want to take your next one before I do more of my favorite thing who's it? I do indeed. So the card I chose, Voldaren Pariah. So this, a three colorless, two black, uh, vampire horror is the creature type. Got flying, so you sacrifice three creatures. Jesus. And you transform, what? I haven't seen this before, that's horrifying. I know, right? So, okay, so before we, before I go to the next card, um, so look at Voldaren Pariah. What do you know about her? She's flying. What else? She's got an extra arm. Oh, wow, yeah, she's got an extra arm with tentacles coming off her waist. And her neck. I, that art is very tiny. Basically, it looks like something is going to explode out of her neck. It's so cool. It's a goat head. It's great. Okay, so she also has mad, so you transform uh, Voldaren Pariah. There's also a madness. So you can you... use madness with this. Yeah, so potentially she could be a 3-3 three, three, for 3... She could be a 3-3 three, three flyer for 3 black mana, mm -hmm. which would be sweet. And then when you flip this bad girl, it becomes the Abolisher of Bloodline. So, again, it's an Aldrazi creature. It's an Aldrazi vampire with flying. Um, so when this creature transforms into Abolisher of Bloodlines, target opponent sacrifices the creatures, even if the oh, it's also a 6-5, even if the root of blood, the thirst of not be And this is sort of a reference to the Bloodline Keeper, which turned into the Lord of Lineage in original Innistrad. I love those cards. It is, and just straight horror. There's a goat that came out of her neck. What the hell? It, like, came out of her neck slash shoulder. She's got, like... And then rotated around like a snake. I can't count how many extra arms she Because she's starting off with three. And then she's got two... It also looks like she six. lost the lower half of the... Yeah, she's got a stump leg. And, like, this weird zombified face with glowing eyes. Yeah, she's terrifying. Okay, so I think the goat erupted from her neck. Yeah, and then, that, like, like, circled around. Oh, God, that's so creepy. Yeah. Oh, no, wait, there's an extra set of arms I didn't count. There's there's many arms. I'm willing to bet that it's not an amount. I don't know how many arms there are. There's too many. <laughs> but, yeah, this is going to be one of those cards. Yeah. So, my next one, because screw rares, my next one is an uncommon. It's the Keswick Prowler. It's a 2-1 werewolf horror for one green. Wolf kick. Oh, yeah, I love werewolf. In the wake of Emrakul, some werewolves' human forms were lost forever. So that's where we're getting some of these. Looks like not all of them, because we still have Ulrich, but we'll oh, see. Oh god. So, Ugh. its only ability is four colors and, sorry, four generic and a green, transform Kessig Prowler. It turns into Sinuous Predator. By Sinuous, they mean the only thing that's recognizable is its legs. After that, it's just massive muscle and then screw necks and single heads. That's for wimps. Like, it doesn't even have, really have arms, it sort of has tentacles with claws on the end. And then it just has multiple heads with way too many eyes bursting out of where its neck would be. 
Also, it is an Eldrazi where it's a 4-4 with Sinuous Predator can't be blocked by more than one creature, and a different kind of transfer has taken place. It's wonderful <gasps> and kind of creepy. Yeah, Steven. What? It's by Slavomir Maniac, our buddy. Oh. We're really excited about. Oh, I didn't even realize. I'm yeah. sorry, but it's so tiny, and unlike with... Because these are transform cards, I don't get the, like, breakdown information that they put on all the other ones. I remember being really excited about his art, because they were like, ooh, it's so spiky. What were... And it's like that... It's that, This card is really cool. Really, it's stylized. I thought we liked his art, but also felt like he was trying to be... Uh, trying to do a lot of the... What's it called? Oh, Raymond Swanland art. He was... But, it, yeah. But then his art was still good, like, it just felt like he was doing Raymond's style. I like this because this is very unique. This is unique and disturbing really? as all hell. I really like Prowler because you get that like, it almost looks like a wood paper cut. Yeah, almost. Like, it looks almost like you cut out the, so you've got the Kessig Prowler um, on green sort of foresty background with like branches and they look like it could be a like, paper cut out like a silhouette. Um, so cool. So cool looking. About what's, there's a card that I need to find. It's not actually from this set. Okay. Um. Because something horrible may have just occurred to me. Um, Shall I proceed? Yes, please proceed, and I will potentially have bad, stupid ideas. Okay, so let's see. We got our girl, Thali our girl Thalia's back, and she is Thalia the Heretic Cathar. So our girl, our girl's got some... Oh, so there's two arts. There's a different arts, which is kind of sweet. Um, 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 um. So she's not, like, super, super buffed up, uh... I just love the art on this. It's two colorless, one white, caster, legendary creature, human soul. Uh, she's got first strike. So creatures and non beings your opponents control enter the battlefield tap. So let's say your opponent throw down some land. Sucks to suck, you can't use it immediately. You gotta wait. And your creatures are, well, you have something sick anyways. But you can't use any of them. You can't use them immediately. You can't bring tokens onto the field and use them. You have to like, they come on tap, which is okay. Salvation will not be granted by the Lunar Council. It must be earned at the edge of a sword if necessary. Like, she is ready to party, it looks like. Why is this uh, not letting me search for one bloody card? It is like, her art is all hair down, swishy, I will fight, I will win, power, I want that, like, she needs to be like a symbol of awesome badass feminists. Love her to bits. Um, so that's that card. Are you still trying to find okay. what you're looking for? So, I found it. So, does anyone remember... Uh, let me make sure this does what I... Uh, okay. So, does anyone remember a card from Shadows Over Innistrad called Gyre Reach Bandit? Which, for some reason, I can't pull up on Gatherer. If you don't, for two generic and a red, it is a creature-human rogue werewolf. It is a 3-2 with haste and... At the beginning of each upkeep, if no spells were cast last turn, transform Gyre Reach Bandit. When it transforms, it becomes Vilden Pack Alpha, which is a 4-3 werewolf, with the whenever a werewolf enters the battlefield under your control, you may transform it. <laughs> you can play Kessig Prowler if this is out, and it just turns into Sinuous Predator for one green. Excited? I know this is this is magical Christmas land and it's dumb and I don't care. I want it. <laughs> I don't care. Aw, look at you. It's like Santa left you a present on the tree. Yup. It, it's got a few tentacles, but it's okay. It was made of love. <laughs> We've established that I actually produce food with hatred, but whatever. <clears throat> <laughs> That's so, okay. I put, like, love and craving. Up next, my final werewolf that we have so far. Smoldering werewolf, which I'm pretty Again, sure is supposed to be... 
I'm pretty sure this is supposed to be the werewolf we already saw, whose name I can't remember, that uh, was... Pack no, 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 no. The one from last set, who... Oh, uh, uh, was a No, the one from... I haven't talked about it. The one from last set, that if I can say a word, was the Forge Master one, and when it transformed, was a werewolf that had, like, fire in its belly, like this one does. Oh, okay, uh, Kessig Forge was. Yeah, and whatever Kessig Forge Master turned into. I think this is that guy, the Smoldering Werewolf, which is two colorless and two red, two generic and two red, damn Creature Werewolf Horror, it's a 3-2 for 4, so eh, not great. Whenever Smoldering Werewolf enters the battlefield, it deals 1 damage to each of up to 2 target creatures, so that actually makes it pretty good. And for 4 generic and 2 red, transform Smoldering Werewolf. Never thought I'd see the day I'd be wishing to see just a plain werewolf. Uh, <laughs> Gel of Quiver of the Quiver of Kessig, it turns into Erupting Dreadwolf. That sounds fun, doesn't it? It's an Eldrazi Werewolf, it's a 6-4. It doubles in power and toughness. Whenever Erupting Dreadwolf attacks, it deals 2 damage to target creature or player. Heck, I'd settle for anything that even resembles a werewolf <laughs> from the same person. Sounds good. Oh, by the way, the card you were thinking about was Flameheart Werewolf. That was it. And then, so Erupting Werewolf, I, Dreadwolf, I will point out, does barely even looks like a wolf anymore. It's got sort of like a wolfy head, but beyond that, it's just... Like, it looks like it's using f for arms, but still moving on them, and then everything else is just turned into flame-tipped tentacles. It's terrible. It looks, they look like, um, irons in the fire. Yeah, it's, That's what they it's truly horrifying, and I love it. I don't Again, care, I love it. cool art for this. It's, it's real fun. Yep. It's like, it's the Eldrazi, like, everyone, we knew that the Eldrazi, we knew that they were gonna I was, coming to this plane for the first time. I was hoping it was actually real Eldrazi, but... It, it's the Eldrazi, I guess. Um, like, I wish I knew what this card said. German, right? I don't think uh, that one doesn't have an English version yep. yet, so we don't know. So we will skip it and move on. Uh, there is uh, a rare next to that one. Yeah, it's uh, Identity Thief, which is actually something I was looking at earlier. Oh, like, wait, what? Uh, what identity Thief? No, what were you looking at before then? Because um, the only thing I see in German is an oh, artifact. It's like Heim's... Maybe we're talking tot. Oh, it's that thing. Never mind. Sorry, I'm thinking of something else. That even German, I don't understand. Oh, that looks like um, sort of some sort of like Slavic Cyrillic type. Well, the one that looks like in Russian. Yeah, if you click on it, it's translated. It's called the current translation that people are assuming is Graft Stapler. I need to find that. I'm like, well, if you still oh, want to do there's one the... in French. There is. Yeah, it's uh, influence of Emmerichul. It'll probably be trans translated to Emmerichul's influence, but we'll see. Right. Just since there isn't actually a way to do, what is that called? The the possessive s. There's not really oh. a way to do that possession thing in French. Like this, is the apostrophe s, like this. Hmm? Um. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, just let's read this one anyway. It's influence de Emilcou. Uh, it's enchantment for two generic and two green. Uh, à chaque fois que vous lancez un sort de créature, elle doit avec un Converti demon superior un ical. Uh, uh, I can't remember to say seven. Sept. Sept. Pioche du cart. De haut de Androsi et de Coltis penetrem le défense de Fremont et le sentinelle. Sentinelle. Font bientôt submerger. So. Every time you cast an Eldrazi creature spell with converted mana cost higher than or equal to 7, draw 2 cards. And uh, the hordes of Eldrazi and cultists penetrated the defenses of Thraben and the Sentinels. Uh, 
I'm not sure about that last bit. Friend, vientos, uh, something fell, something drowned. They went under. Maybe. Something like that. Yeah. I have a rough idea. There isn't actually a translation for the flavor text, but that's the impression I got. Basically, Eldrazi have taken Thraben and uh, either Sentinel is a name for a different city that is different in English, or... It's, it's the word sense. I know, but it might be the name that they're using. Oh, no, 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 or... that's what I mean. Or I said, or it could be wrong. Yeah, or it's... The problem is that it's capitalized, so it's probably, like, something to do with a specific group who we're just not sure of in English. But, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, so they might be the Sentinel. This but, could be it's group the Sentinel. but it's capitalized. But it's capitalized. No, but if you look, uh, so yes. it's the plural it, letter. Yes, I'm just saying that I doubt that is the Sentinels. There is no already existing group who is called the Sentinels. So it might be something different in English, just because whatever it was in French would be hard to translate. So it's probably one of the Cathar groups, or maybe there is a Cathar group that we're not aware of that is just the Sentinels. But we'll have to wait and see once this actually has a real translation and not the slapdash thing we just did. Yep. Um, um, so I'm going to go ahead and talk about identity really quick. Okay. Because I was going to do that before. Sorry about that. Uh, no worries. So identity thief, two colorless, two blue, shapeshift creature. So when Identity Thief attacks, they exile another target non- If you do, Identity Thief is a copy of that creature until end of turn. Return the exiled card to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of the next step. End step. Yes. Next step. Sorry, I missed that. There are many um, steps. So many <laughs> steps. <laughs> next end step. Why are all copy effects in Innistrad creepy as hell? Innistrad? I mean, the last one we had was Evil Twin, which two generic and a blue and black. Creature shapeshifter, it's a zero zero. You may have evil twin enter the battlefield as a copy of any creature on the battlefield, except that one blue and one black tap destroy target creature with the same name as this card. All copy effects on Indistrad are creepy. <laughs> Again, creepy artwork to go along with it. Look at that face. Yeah. It's just like you let some guy in come out of your mirror. What did you expect was going to happen? But here's the thing, if you look at the person in the mirror, his face is fading away. And he's hurt, he's being dragged back by skeletal hands. Yeah, apparently he's gonna come back later though. So he's I'm, not he dead. I wanna like you don't know what's gonna happen after that sojourn in the mirror. I, I think it's, it's basically I, I think the idea here is basically that the thing in the mirror comes out, whoever goes in goes to hell for a day, and then comes back out, and the thing goes back in the mirror. Exactly. Unless the thing goes like, no, I still like being you. Go back to hell now. Enjoy twitching and endless peril. My next favorite thing, Elder Defiend. It's an Eldrazi octopus. For eight cult, well, eight generic, it is a five, six. It's also rare. It has flash and emerge of five generic and two blue. Whenever you cast Elder Defiend, tap up to four target permanents. So just something sitting around minding its own business and then BAM! There's an Eldrazi octopus that and grabs four yeah. things and goes, you don't get to do anything now. Yeah. I'm yeah. just gonna like... Yeah. Again, it's all that beautiful erupting out of things. That's why I said it. Like, <laughs> that's kind of, that's the noise that I think comes up Eldrazi. I Eldrazi, feel a little bit bad, but... Let me see. Uh, I'm pulling that up so I can actually look at the artwork on the clearer. Um, ooh, yeah. Yeah. It's oh, also God, holding a bunch people... of people. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say, it's got someone held by the head. It's holding a bunch of people. That's how it's tapping them. <laughs> it picked them like up by picked them up by the head and just sort of went, You're mine now. Shush. <laughs> oh my god, did you okay, uh did you ever watch First Warrior? Greatest I Warriors? don't even know what that is. 
Okay, never mind. This okay. No, so, it, it it may matter for some listeners. <laughs> all right, so I the show that uh, Pendleton Warriors or oh um, wait no yes I'm sorry it took me a minute. Bravest to Warriors. That show is stupid, but not in a way that it's not watched. Just it's it's, it's dumb. Yeah, it's it's a it's one of those like Pendleton Ward shows where it's creepy. It it's a little bit older than Adventure Time. Like it has a little bit more adult material, but like it's sillier. Yeah, it's. Uh, I would compare it charitably to, uh, for anyone who likes anime, to Gurren Lagann. It is deeply dumb, but for that doesn't mean you should. It's dumb because its char- its creators are just like, this is amazing and I'm going to run with it and it's going to be stupid and I don't care. Precisely. And it's fun and it doesn't take anything. No. Um, But you've seen it, correct? Yes, I've seen most. I've seen a fair amount. I haven't watched it in a while. Okay, there is an episode where they land, I think they're on the moon, and then you make like a, a pee break on the moon. And so Beth has to go, so who is it? I think Chris has to go and find everyone because they all go off to have their key break and they come back. And there's this, like, creature on the moon who turns them into, like, puppets. I don't think I've seen this one. I will send you the link for it. I but it probably won't watch think... it. They are good things. I just, yeah. frankly... It just makes me think of, like, the monster was like, oh, you're mine now. You're my toy puppet. Because yeah. <laughs> literally that's what happens. So this creature has no friends. Um, So he, he basically will... T- People who land on the moon and kind of go wandering around will take them as uh, his puppets, like his new friends. Is he has no friends. But see, that's how I'm thinking about it, and it makes it so cute. Like, yeah, you're my new friends now. Mine. <laughs> as he accidentally snaps their neck by, like, leading them by the head. I'm just imagining, oh, God, what's that loony character, the giant red furry man? Oh, God. Uh, yeah, there's oh, just every time he finds someone, he's just like, it's a kitty, and I will love him, and pet him, and squeeze him, and cuddle, yada yada. The the whole he is George from uh, yeah. uh of mice and men. Yeah, no, we, we should exactly. get back on topic. No, no, no. Before we let's let's get back. Yeah, someone can, That's that, his name. I was gonna let that be something that someone could angrily message back at us. <laughs> well, <laughs> fine, fine. If you want to let him do it. Okay, I don't. Yeah. I don't think they heard me. Uh, so <laughs> let's get back on topic. That was my card. What do you want to take? Um, let's go with the one to the uh, right, Soul Separator. Okay, cool. Ooh, I like this. Looking cool. So this one is an artifact. You're watching someone's soul be ripped out, and your response is, ooh, cool. Baby. We're ripping someone's soul out. Not like it's something I haven't done before. Jesus. He won't help you. <laughs> it was more of a, I'm trying not to curse. <laughs> Anyways, Soul Separator. So this is a three-cost artifact. Um, for five, tap, sacrifice, for cost five, tap and sacrifice soul sector. Exile, target your card from your graveyard. Put a token onto the battlefield that's a copy of the card, except it's 1-1. One, one. It's a spirit in addition, uh, except it's 1-1, one, one. it's spirit in addition with other tokens, and it has flying. Put a black zombie creature token onto the battlefield, power equal to that card's power and equal to that card's toughness. This seems good. Dumb, but... Yeah. I mean, you could probably use it with, like, Tree of Predict. Get like a zero thirteen zombie because I'm looking at that off to the side and that actually makes a lot of sense. I don't think that's a good idea. I see. For me, I think it'd be kind of cool because then you have a you have you essentially have like a little zombie blocker. Oh, uh, you're forgetting the important part though. Put a token onto the battlefield that's a copy of that card, except it's a one one. Oh, that's right, because it kind of makes a... no. So it has the ability. That'll be fun then. Yeah, just tap. You have one life now. <laughs> there. There is your dumb combo for this set. Soul Separator and Tree of Perdition. There you go. Feel free to make use of that. 
I don't. They I think work. this is going to be one of the interesting artifacts, but I doubt it's going to do anything amazing. Oh, I, I like that you only. Words. I like that you read the. Haha, use this with Tree of Perdition, get a 03 zombie, zombie. But you didn't read the second half, that's the actual good part. Makes sense to But you didn't read the good part! I did read it, I just didn't read it out loud, darn it. <laughs> the good part of just like, you have one life now, what you Steven, gonna do? It is a quarter in the morning. <laughs> now you know how I feel last time! I know, right? So, uh, the one last Pets thing I wanted- The evil cat. The one last thing I want to do- the final meld card that we somehow forgot about. This is the only one that you may ever end up seeing in Limited because all the pieces of it are common. Yeah, how did we not talk about this card? I don't know. So, interestingly, front side of the melds are actually the same base. One of them is the grave covered in rats that aren't getting through, and then the next one is people digging up the grave. Mm -hmm. So, first we've got Midnight Scavenger, or four generic and one black. It's a 3-3 human rogue. When Midnight Scavengers enters the battlefield, you may return target creature card with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard to your hand. Not great, but it's not bad. And then, you've got Craft Rats, which I will point out can be earned by Midnight Scavenger, because it's only a generic and a black. It's a 2-1 creature rat. At the beginning of combat on your turn, if both you both own and control graft rats and a creature named Midnight Scavenger, exile them, then meld them into Chittering Host. It should be pointed out that both Chittering Host and Brizella are not optional. They are not May triggers. You have to do them eat the requirements. You cannot choose to not meld them. They just Literally, do. if you have it, you have to do it. Yeah. No uh, questions. So Chittering Host is a Creature, Eldrazi Horror, 5-6 with Haste, Menace, which creature can't be blocked except by two or more creatures, and when Chittering Host enters the battlefield, another cre uh, other creatures you control get plus one, plus oh, and gain Menace until end of turn. And I don't know what's going on in its art, and I don't want to know. I don't even see where the rats factor into that, and I don't think that's something I ever need to learn. I'm not even going to try with this one. Yeah, it's just, like, it is man parts. They're all shoved together. There is no rhyme or reason. Like, most of the arms seem to be on one side. I don't care why. I just know that that is a thing I don't want to ever see. Oh, they have too many of them. There's a lot of them in there. No count. If it's, like, the three people in Midnight Scavenger, so that's six arms. And there's at least eight there, yeah. There's five on one side, and so you have nine arms. Yeah. <laughs> That's, oh that's my not horrifying at all. Or no. Under my mic. There. I kind of think it's like, eh, we need to make this weirder. Do we add eyeballs or do we add arms? Just arms and some sort of pustule in the center. <laughs> that's they were why. describing those as like, like the, they're coming out In of this them. case, I don't think that's a fleshy bloom. I think that is the muscles from inside different people's bodies, like, contorting around the new body. I'm going to continue to refer to it, though, as meat pustules. Because meat pustules it is. Meat pustule is my word for word of the day, apparently. Mm -hmm. God, that's horrifying. That's I, like... Are, that's... are there any cards we want to talk about still before we just trail off into absolute madness? Because we've already been going now for about an hour. Uh, let me double check. Uh, no, don't stop. <laughs> Why? Can you Exactly, that's sort of what I'm the impression of. <laughs> As I said, it's... Late um, and early. Yeah, it really is. It's like simultaneous. Um, I don't really think so. There's nothing that, like, jumps out at me as, oh my god, we need to talk about it. Because we've talked about Emmerich, the promised end. Um, we talked about Ulrich, who's the sort of important... Uh, I think we can leave off, Yeah, actually. I think we can wrap up. So, um, the one thing I do want to say, 
just don't. Just don't copy anything with meld. You will stay so much saner. Just don't. It doesn't work the way you think it works. I can almost guarantee it, because you probably think it works in a way that would be way better. But it doesn't. Don't copy anything with meld. Bad stuff will happen. <laughs> or if you it's... want to copy something with meld, call a judge. It's just so... Just remember that not everything works the way you think it works with meld. Because the thing is, you need... You actually need to have possession of everything before you try squishing it together. Well, no, the if you have it for, like, one turn, it no, no, can't... No, no, no. So, so the actual problem is that in most cases, having it for one turn is totally fine, and they will be forced to meld. However, if you're copying something that has a back, you don't copy the back, I think. Yeah. Unless they change that... Uh, they keep changing the way that copy effects work on transform cards. But it used to be, and I think it still is, that when you copy one side of a transform card, you do not copy both sides. So it cannot transform. In the case of a meld card, that means you exile two halves of a meld card, and when the exile happens, that copy stops being a copy. It starts being whatever it originally was. So suddenly the meld doesn't work anymore. So just like, don't do it. Yeah. And when if in someone doubt, tries ask to judge. If there is a if you are in some sort of situation where someone thinks they have a corner case that will make them meld something easier or faster or in ways that shouldn't work, call a judge because it probably doesn't work the way they think it does. Just make sure. Yep. yep. Better be safe than Yep. So, moving on from that, um final thoughts. Um this is a cool set so far. I This is a sweet set. I still don't like the story behind it, but the set itself is I feel like like I'm uh, I'm curious to see gonna go and because I I have been trying to keep up with the story um, I haven't read the most recent one uh, I'm curious to see what's gonna happen next um final thoughts things we're reading watching doing uh, I am playing Stardew Valley because I got it for Haley on the Steam sale I started playing it and couldn't stop so good good job me <laughs> I think she's staring at me like. Wishing to give me crap, but now she's playing it, so I'm sort of free and safe. <laughs> I'm reading American Gods by Nick's pretty good. I got it for two pounds at charity shop. Ooh. Which is that's awesome. Good. Um, they have a glorious amount of charity shops, which are like their stores, but they're run by different charities and they're like I've probably I can walk into mm -hmm. gosh, I can walk down the main street in Sterling and it's like ten of them within like Apparently two Haley blocks. has broken the keyboard. Can you keep talking for a second? I'll be back. Um, so yeah, so I am a really big Neil Gaiman fan, and this one is just as awesome as any of the others I've read. Um, I know right now they're trying to make, they're in the process of show. I think it's been cast, and they're starting the filming for it, but I'm not quite sure where you can watch it. I think I'm 250 pages in, and I started it fairly recently. Good book so far, um, very intriguing characters. I like the storyline, and I think it'll be fun to see where it goes. Um, as I said, I've been in Scotland with that. Um, in the show notes, there will be links to my audio journals of what I've been doing. But just travels, fun stories, like that. Um, it's been pretty great. I've also been drinking way too much, way more than is actually good. Um, like today at Ashton Tea, I think I had two whole pots of myself. Um, it's a problem. Tea is good. Tea is so good. Um, let's see, seeing as Stephen is not quite back yet, I can continue chattering and filling the space with whatever I want. Um, let's see what else. I'm back. Sorry about that. No worries. Just in time as I Okay, good. Sorry. Weird stuff happened. Somehow a control button got stuck and decided that it didn't anymore. Ah, got it. I just don't even... <laughs> <laughs> I've talked... So what you missed is me talking about the amount of tea I've drunk recently. 
so good. And the books. Okay, well, I'm happy I finally had to have a day off today and tomorrow. <gasps> oh my god, it's amazing. They still haven't paid me, but whatever. Um, I have to write a paper. <laughs> have fun with that. It's it's more like me trying to figure out uh, Skype for today. I was like, uh, do I go to Glasgow tomorrow? But I'll be here for another month so I can take a train up to Glasgow uh, later. Also, why are you going to Glasgow? Do because... you need meth? <laughs> okay, Glasgow is going under a big um, cleaning up thing. That it's doesn't mean there's bad. less meth. They're better at hiding it. <laughs> I do want to go to Glasgow, so they have a lot of rooms that are free to Is it? Yeah, I might not even be thinking of meth. What is it that to be on for a Glaswegian smile? No, Glaswegian smile is where they slit your mouth and do <laughs> Joker-style cuts. I believe it's a Glaswegian smile is they do, like, Joker-style cuts on your mouth. Don't look that up! Oh god, why? Why did you look it up? Because I didn't know what it was! I just told you what it was! But not in enough time to prevent you from looking it up. It's like someone saying, don't look up Blue Waffle. The entire point of it is to make you look it up. Don't look it up! You will never... Curiosity. Yeah, believe me, there are certain things you're better off not knowing. <laughs> well, I know that now. Oh, dear. Did you do it again? No. I know not to look up Blue Waffle. I had an older brother. <laughs> I still have an older brother. There's no past tense there. <laughs> I still have an older brother. <laughs> yeah, so just... Uh, we're walking away now because oh, I want to play Marster Stardew Valley and the Overwatch competitive mode came in yesterday and I still haven't played it. And yeah, you need to get sleep. A little dotty. Uh, so, just reminders to please check out our Facebook page, which is Facebook... Uh, what the hell? Like, Facebook.com slash Lair of Lore. Our YouTube channel, which is also Lair of Lore. You can actually just... It's all going to be in the checkout. The sec sorry. The show notes... I went to Facebook for some reason, and one of the trending things, it's like, hey, look at this, is heterosexual pride day, because that's a necessary thing. No! Yeah, exactly. Um, no! Yeah. So, our, my Twitter is CapAmerica, which is spelled just like you think it is, and also the way it is in the show notes. You can find literally everything over at neon.net. Uh, you can email us both at info at neon.net. Uh, you can, if you really want to support the things that we do, and we would really love it if you could, come check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash lore, where you can get access to things like the Derpy Puppy Feed, which is exactly what it sounds like. You could also get access to the Extra Bits, which is all the stuff we record before and after these podcasts, which is completely uncensored and somehow weirder. And you can even get access to other stuff like, well, getting everything 24 to 48-ish hours early, um, and anything that we make... We we decided to do as parent-specific content. There's none of that produced right now, but there is some stuff in the works. Uh, and if you don't want to support us directly, please consider supporting NGCast. While we do not use their server hosting fees, we do cross-post on all of their things. So please consider supporting them. It is free to all of the casters and free to all of you to use, but it is not free to run. It is, in fact, very expensive to run. So if you would like to just sign up to give any amount of money, uh, any amount of donations to MTGCast, I know they would be very, very pleased and would love to any support that you can there's also... Of... Oh, sorry? Oh, no, I was going to say there's a lot of cool podcasts on there, so it's definitely worth it. I was going to say, if you haven't heard it yet, I would suggest checking out Unspoken Realms and uh, Elder Dragon Dirtle because Igor is hilarious. Albeit sometimes hard to understand, but hilarious. 
but Unspoken Realms is actually just the reading of all of the different magic stories. So if you don't want to read them yourself and you like audiobooks, go check out that because that's what you're getting. It's actually pretty cool. <laughs> all right. Uh, for me, all of my stuff will be down below in our um, our show notes. Uh, I can also be reached at info at neon.net. Um, my Tumblr, where I run my craftiness blog, is princesspicoelprocrafter.tumblr.com. If you can't um, spell it, it is also in show notes. Seriously. Um, I will also be putting down a link for my travel blog with um, audio journals, photos, all that jazz of what I've been up to in Scotland. So if you're interested in that, hear about my adventures. All oh, that fun stuff. Um, I did actually mean to announce that there's a <clears throat> YouTube stuff still is not completely resumed because, like I said, this is my first day. Um, however, there is a series that will be starting soon called uh, Better Half Let's Plays, where in, in actually many cases, Haley dragged me to try, in this case, keep talking and no one explodes. If you've, <laughs> if you've never heard of this, it is a bomb defusal game where one person or one group of people has the bomb defusal manual. Another person has a bomb. They can't see either of each other's stuff. It's very confusing, especially when you start to Morse code. I don't know if you could hear that, but that was Haley's reaction to Morse code. It was a raspberry. I can hear it. It was yeah. great. Yeah. The Morse code is just straight up. Some of the other ones are pretty bad, too. Like the, There's one where you have to do complicated wires, and there's a giant effing Venn diagram where you have to figure out, okay, is does the wire have blue? Okay. Does it have red? Does it connect to this LED? Does it connect to a star? And then it breaks you down into like this letters yeah like the, it's not a well done venn Vend diagram and then it just <laughs> breaks it down into these little like letters and then you have to go check and see okay so it could be one of these letters and the first two are just like cut don't cut the other four are like are there two batteries on the bomb if so and it's red cut it does the serial number end in a number and the like, it's all, it's, oh god, it's so confusing. And the most you ever have is five minutes to use a bomb, and there's always at least three uh, modules. It's a lot of fun, and that will start going up live, I want to say, Thursday for patrons, so Friday for everyone else. At least the first one will. Yeah, it should be very amusing. We were also quite drunk on the first one. <laughs> well, not on the first one. The second one, very drunk. So and... it's definitely going to be something that we're going to add, even when I get back from Scotland. Oh, yeah. Which I'm looking for. Yep, yep. Anything also, else? Just a reminder, Liliana the Last Hope is not a real card. Please stop passing it around. What it, is this shenanigans? It is, it is a card that has been created and has already been announced as fake because 50-2-2 zombie creature tokens is a dumb ability that they would never print. No, that's too big. Yeah, so, eh. With that, I think we are going to hang up and we will see you all next week with Hopefully the last little bit of spoilers, but we'll just have to wait and see how it ends up. Thank you very much for listening. We will see you next week. See you next time. Bye. Bye.